Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Hey, good morning and welcome to this Sunday morning's Your Partner in Law. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick and I've got... uh, Attorney Ted Hansen with me this morning from the office. Good morning, Ted. Nice of you to make it in. Thank you. So, folks, you you know, we are here. We're alive and live on the radio. And uh, if you have any comments, questions that you'd like to fire at us during the show, uh, we'll have the phone lines open. I dare uh, you to call. I dare you. Oh, boy. Careful what we ask for. 888-973-5476. So that's the hotline to get on your partner in law, whether you're listening on KTTH or Cairo, one triple eight nine seven three five four seven six, and uh, we'll try to get to your questions. You know, it's fall; winter is fast approaching. We can tell by looking out the windows. Here we go. We had a kind of a nice start to November, but maybe we're back in the rainy pattern. We'll have to wait and see. It's on the way. We all know that, but you know. In the colder climates, and this is, you know, long been known back in the Midwest and uh, along the eastern seaboard that, you know, if you lived in New York or Boston, you didn't stay for the winter. You went to Florida, right? right. I mean, this is what you do. The Midwest was, you know, along the Great Lakes states and that were, you know, these really cold cold, cold places. And so we came up with- Every year we'd pack up the station wagon, hit I-75, we'd be in Florida in the morning. There you you go. And, you know, it's escaping that. Well, you know, as the state of Washington, as we've aged and matured and our population has grown, um, our senior population has increased quite a bit over the past 20 years. Uh, We have the trailing grandparents that are- you know, coming up here, you know, they, a lot of the tech folks coming in board, you know, inbound, they're bringing, you know, their families here and pretty soon grandma and grandpa want to be next, you know, where the grandkids are and we start seeing that. And then just start, act, you know, the population is just naturally aging. And so what we're finding, Ted, is uh, an increasing number of folks uh, here, they're heading south too. Now, south probably isn't Florida. That's a really long ways away. Um, but Southern California, Arizona, New Mexico, certain parts of Texas, you know, some of the warm, sunny, I'll say desert states for the most part are coastal. And we're finding, you know, lots of folks are having their second homes down there, vacation homes, and they're going down there for extended periods of time. And there's a couple issues we always want to look at with folks like that. You know, sometimes there might be questions of residency, depending on how long you spend in either state. And you have to be particularly careful of this issue. This isn't the topic of today's show, but this is one of those little tips of the day. You know, if you're uh, snowbirding down in California, that is an income tax state. And you may be subject to paying income taxes there depending on how many days you're actually there yep. and how you have to keep your records. So if you're doing that, um should probably give your CPA a call, maybe your attorney a call to kind of make sure that you're not making a mistake there. Um, because you'll never know if you've made it until it's too late (laughs) that you wanted to deal with something. So basically what we really wanted to talk about is, you know, over an overdraw draft, uh, overdraw, excuse me, of estate planning. And when we are traveling and staying for extended periods of time in another jurisdiction, um, because we can run across some, some challenges and because it's an aging population that we're talking about, folks, you know, those of you probably 65 and older, or those of us, my goodness, I got to say those of us now, Ted. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I can, uh, I can say that now with impunity. But uh, <laughs> I are one. I are and But if you are going to be spending those extended periods out of the state, say in Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, wherever you might be, and because you are you know, getting on in years, we do somehow start paying a lot more attention to our medical condition and our options for medical care and wanting to make sure that if and when we need it, we can get it. And if we happen to be in... Our, 
outside of our home jurisdiction, outside of Washington in this case, and I end up with a medical emergency. Are my documents going to work? And that's always a $64 million question. None of us can say, oh, absolutely, it will work. That that doesn't happen. You can't say absolutely. We can say it's compliant with state law and it should be accepted. But then again, we get into the vagaries of the various institutions, whether they be financial institutions or medical institutions. You know, it's very common, Ted, as we run across this on a very frequent basis. People are calling us up. They have a perfectly valid power of attorney, and the agent goes into a financial institution to conduct business, and they're told, oh, gee, that's a really nice power of attorney. But our policy here at Big Box Broker, BBB, Big Box Broker, I like that. Um, Our policy, their policy, not the law, folks, their policy is we don't accept any powers of attorney over X years of age. I've seen them as little as two years. Uh, That's ridiculous. Um, five years is not uncommon that, oh, I'm sorry, that that's too old. And, and the, older they, the older they are, the more likely this is to happen to you. Oh, absolutely. You get a 15, 20-year-old when it's, you know, it's almost not it's worth tough. the paper it's written on anymore. And yet, you know, that's not the law. The law doesn't have any timeout that says, gee, if your power of attorney is X years old, it doesn't time out. Yeah. But practically they do, folks. Practically the law changes. Now, for those of you who are traveling about, there might be different rules. I mean, Maybe something that a power of attorney would allow you to do in one state, it may not allow you to do in another state, or how a document is executed, how many witnesses, how many notaries, blah, 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 all these things. So we need to kind of look at it. They they definitely do. And so, you know, these are real challenges, and we want to make sure that we're looking at all these um, when we are, you know, the snowbird age, if you will, seniors, and we're thinking about having that second home down in the nice sunny area to keep the bones nice and limber during the winter. And you know, come on back up here for our absolutely stunning summers that we generally have. And, you know, there's a lot more folks doing that, which means there's going to be more opportunities for mayhem. I like the mayhem guy on the, yep. on the TV commercials. I think that guy's brilliant. <laughs> that's Allstate, right? It's all true, though, yeah. And that's something the Allstate all, commercials. All true. Meet mayhem. Uh, probably the last person in the world um, you want to um, have that. And, and Ted, I, I just wanted to, you know, almost a little public service announcements for folks, but it is Medicare um, open enrollment time. So tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock if you are on Medicare. Yeah, Medicare, you know, can update your options, take a look at your prescription drug programs, look at your supplemental or your advantage programs. Hopefully, you're working with a good agent. I think it's always a great idea to do that. They can certainly cut through a lot of the uh, red tape, and they have just access to documents and internal things that, you know, you're not going to have access to. I mean, I know I I use an agent for myself. I think I understand the law pretty well, and I understand the policies, but the convenience of having the agent, and it doesn't cost you any more for the insurance, so right. why in the world wouldn't you use one right. um, doing I that? that so. I believe that window closes the 3rd of December or something it's like pretty, that. Yeah, it's not very it's, long. It's a fairly short period of time, and the problem with not making the deadline is you're stuck for, until, until the next enrollment period. That, until right? the next so enrollment that period. catches some people sometimes. But. And always talk about folks as, you know, we're aging, but if you're pushing towards that uh, 65 number, um, please make sure you get signed up for your Medicare um, and get, get started on it. Don't say, oh, well, I don't need it. I've got my employer this side or the other. You can still sign up, get you know registered, get your Part B, I think, I think B is it, mandatory. B actually, is, yeah. and go ahead and get that set up because if you don't do it properly, you can be penalized for right. pretty much a, or you, the rest or you of your fall life. into that gap again, right, where you have to wait for, for a period of time in order to enroll in the, in the Medicare. Yeah, so go ahead and the you Medicare know, program. Sorry. Please take care of those things. If you're unsure how to get started, uh, shoot me an email or just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and ask a question. Shoot me a question there. I'd be happy to give you a referral to someone or um, see if I can answer your question for you. But um, do take that. Every year we find some, you know, we have folks calling in that I I didn't see the deadline. I didn't understand it. You know, um, the law is pretty pretty harsh. We, we grew up as kids with ignorance of the law is no excuse. I was beat into my head, um, which really was part of your morals program about do what's right, which is usually what's lawful. So um, anyhow, lots to talk about today and really kind of focusing, you know, we 
we were supposed to have a little nicer weekend. You know, November's been kind of sunny and nice so far, and then all of a sudden yesterday things all changed. You know, it's a, a new day. Back to normal. Back almost. to normal. So I thought, let's talk about getting out of the cold, the damp, the rain, and the dark. Um, we certainly are all familiar with the darkness and the impacts on, I'll say, regional depression and um, any associated um, things that go along with that. So, uh, Ted, what, um, you know, when we're looking at these snowbird situations, one of the things we always look at with the, you know, the keenest of eye is healthcare documents. And yeah, healthcare, particularly what some people call advanced medical directives, we call them medical durable powers of attorney in the office, but they're, they, and, and these are documents, Rick, frankly, that travel well, uh, in my experience, because I haven't really had an, an occasion where I had a client come to me and said, oh, by the way, I was in an accident in North Carolina and they wouldn't honor my health care direct. I've really never had that happen. That's not the case, however, with powers of attorney sometimes for finances, which is a, which is a distinction that needs to be made. And, and in our office, we draft these as separate documents. They address separate topics. So why cram them into one document? It's common to see them in one document, but it's also not the proper way to plan in our opinion. So, uh, but they do tend to uh, travel pretty well. And so do living trusts, frankly. Those seem to travel really well. I don't have people re- rejecting things that are properly funded in a living trust. And there's many reasons, particularly for snowboarders, or snow, <laughs> snowboarders, snowboarders, same thing. There's a few to, snowboarders. To pay attention, to, particularly if you own property out of state, right? Because that creates a number of different issues. And living trusts solve a lot of problems in that in that regard. Whereas if you have a probate, depending on where you're domiciled, and this was what Rick was talking about earlier, this issue of domicile is really important. Because technically speaking, if you die out of state and you are a domicile of that out of state, that's where your will is going to get probated. It's not going to necessarily come back to the state of Washington unless you can prove this is where you were domiciled. So this is what we were talking about earlier. This whole issue, generally, I think it's about six months, right, that that uh, qualifies you as a domiciliary of that uh, jurisdiction. But you even, know, well, well, even really passing through in, in an airport causes a day of – of, yeah, well, of, of, that counts, right? So. Some states, you have to be there a certain length of time, six, eight, nine months, maybe a year. I, I think Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken, has a very long period to become a residency, yeah. uh, to become a resident, because too many people want to you know, run down there and become a resident. So some states where it's very favorable to for taxes and things like that, you can't just pop in the door and say, hey, I'm here and I'm a resident. Right. So you have to meet various requirements. But it can work in reverse also That's to where right. you don't want to be the resident for tax purposes, to where you overstay your stay in California, you're down there seven months out of the year, and maybe California says, hey, yep. you owe us tax. Absolutely. And we have lots of <clears throat> cases like and, that. And or you're going through a probate problem. You betcha. Hey, folks, we got to take a quick break. And when we get back, Brian's uh, itchy on the finger there at 888-973-5476. We'll take your calls, 888-973-5476. Your partner in law. We'll be right back. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregrick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. What happens if I don't use my long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, nobody likes to pay for something they don't use. In the past, if you never used your long-term care insurance, the premiums you paid were simply gone, just like homeowners or car insurance. But you know what? Things have changed. We now have new programs that will pay you back even if you don't use them for long-term care. 
You can find out about all the new programs, including ones that pay you back at 525longtermcare.com. While you are there, you can send us your question and even sign up for a free class. And don't forget to join us every Saturday morning on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up Saturday, November 16th. Seating is limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free. You'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law. With Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. All right. Get it on a Sunday morning. All right. Hey, hey, welcome back, folks. Uh, that late Jimmy, of course. Um, we're talking a little bit about some snowbird estate planning, maybe some ideas for those of you who uh, like to, you know, head south for the winter. Of course, remember, if you are down there, folks, you still can listen to the show, get the Cairo app. You don't have to give up Cairo just because you're down in Arizona or New Mexico or wherever you might be. Um, Go ahead and check it out. And, of course, our show is always there. If you want to catch up on our um, shows and listen to any of the podcast, of course, you can go to MyNorthwest.com backslash your partner-in-law. Couldn't be any easier than that. Um, Takes you to all those. And, you know, while we were at break a little bit, we've been talking about, you know, leaving Washington for the winter and going down to some warm, nice jurisdiction, right? And there's, you know, some issues that arise if something goes wrong. I mean, if you're on vacation, nothing ever goes wrong, right? So everything's great. Well, what if you do have, you know, a serious medical issue, um, a car accident or something like that, and you're uh, racked up and you're incapacitated? And what's going to happen? Um, one of the most interesting questions is, let's say you've done everything right. You're a client of Gregory and Associates, and we did your estate planning for you, and you've got all your documents, and everything's great. But you're there, and your document, you're, you're in Arizona, right? You're down there in Scottsdale, or Scottsdale, Arizona, right? You're down there. Your documents are up here. Now, what good do your documents do you in Washington when they're sitting in your home safe or the safe deposit box at the bank or in places unknown in the file cabinet in the garage? Mm-hmm. Okay, this is where we Big keep issue. the state planning documents. Yeah. And you're now down in the hospital, and what happens? So, folks, we need to make sure that we're thinking through all these issues. Um, Ted, before number of years before I met you, of course, um, I was just starting my law career and I was at a um, estate planning seminar and somebody stood up and said, you know, to an audience, and this is to an audience of about 15, 1600 attorneys, all estate planners. Imagine the fun that was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he said, you know, we are doing great documents for our clients. We're doing their wills, their powers of attorney, their health care directives, and boy, everything's great. But what the heck good are they in an emergency situation locked up in the safe at home? What good are they? Um, there were evidently a couple of people in the room that were a, a bit more um, advanced thinking, entrepreneurial, if you will, And they went home and started a company to store your health care documents, your powers of attorney, your living wills, things of that nature, um, your, you know, general durable powers of attorney. 
and to where you could then carry a card in your wallet and any medical provider seven days a week, 24 hours a day, blah, 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 can call that number. And they can get the information they need, like a copy of your documents. But better yet, who are your agents? What is their contact information? Who is your doctor? You, you know, you're, you're, the doc down in the emergency room may want or very much need to talk to your doctor. Um, and these, this is just an amazing thing. Um, all of our clients are, you know, introduced to a couple of different options to uh, make this happen. These are very, very inexpensive options to um, to carry. I've been certainly done it myself for many, many years. I can tell you they save lives. It works much like a medic alert bracelet, right? If this card's on you, it has the same emblem. It has the same markings, if you will, of a bracelet that you would wear saying I'm allergic to penicillin or something like that. Well, I actually have some of my clients, they wear this information on a bracelet as well. Um, A card, I guess you could tattoo it across your chest, but that might be a little extreme, although I've had heard that do not resuscitate. I get asked this question quite a bit, though, about these types of documents and how to to best deal with them. And I, I generally advise my clients to take those healthcare documents and forward copies to their primary care physician at the very least. That way, if something does happen, that those documents are at least lodged with the doctor, so to speak, and your children or whoever's on those things as your agents is able to access them. Yeah, it really does help. But, you know, I I could, boy, you know, one of my very long-term, very dear clients was traveling in Canada on business, and he had a stroke while in Canada. And he did have one of these emergency cards and the docs got in touch with uh, the family who was able to arrange a medevac out of uh, Vancouver, Washington down to Harborview such that the stroke inhibitor drugs could be administered. They don't do that in at that time anyhow. I don't know about today, but it's a few years ago. Um, they weren't offered there in the Canadian drug formulary apparently. And so he was able to get medevac down here, get treated. And his doctors at Harborview said had he not got there, when he did, I mean, if he was an hour late, he probably would have either been a vegetable or dead. And as the case was, it was a you know, significant stroke and uh, quite an interesting recovery. But uh, about 18 months after the event, man walked into my office, better than I'd ever seen him looking, and he said, Wow. He says, you know, I've paid your law firm a lot of money and a lot of this. And he said, but you know what? Having that card, card, that silly little card, saved my life. Now, all the documents that made that happen, you know, lent a little bit there. Um, I don't mean to over-dramatize it, but these documents, when they're available to your medical provider in a timely, reliable fashion, just may make decisions that do chart the rest of your life. That's right. You know? And so, folks, we're going to take a quick break at 888-973-5476. You can give us a call, and we would love to chat with you in our remaining half hour of the show, 888-973-5476. We'll be right back. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Do not make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn about the all-new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay you back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up Saturday, November 16th. Seating is limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. It's a free class. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. 525longtermcare.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, 
I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty, folks. Welcome back to the next half of the show. So, you know, in the first half, we, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, getting out of the cold, uh, kind of snow burden going on down to the warm weather during the winter. And to think a little bit about what if, what if something happens? I'm in a car wreck, whatever happens, and I'm in the hospital. Are my legal documents going to work? First question, of course, is do you have legal documents? Do you have powers of attorney, health care directives, living wills, all these types of things? Do you have them in place? Are they current? And what's the probability of them being accepted in a foreign jurisdiction? Um, when you're just traveling, you know, you're on vacation, you're passing through, most states are going to accept most other states' documents for that. Where we seem to have a little bit more of an issue is when you are spending an extended period of time, five, six months, four months, whatever, down in Arizona or California or New Mexico, wherever you go to find um, sun, right? And the warmth of the winter. And we want to uh, address that. So for one of the solutions that... Um, we offer and have had great success with uh, many of our clients is to make sure that they have a good set of power of attorney for your home state. And in this case, Washington, make sure that you have all the right documents. And then if we, you know, you've, you've got that second home down in uh, Scottsdale or Phoenix or wherever you are down there. And then what we'll do is we'll make a second set of documents that are specific, you know, for that state, for Arizona in this case. And that way you would have a set of Arizona documents down there. This is particularly important, and I think in the medical area. That way you don't have any issues or concerns. And, you know, one of the areas where we have, uh, you know, some tough laws um, has to do with what if you die in the foreign jurisdiction? So we had a client um, here a few years ago who died. And he was a resident here and maintained a home in Southern California, out in Palm Springs area. And was about half and half, just, you know, summer's up here, winter's down there, pretty typical, been doing that for a number of years. Um, His level of capacity had slipped. He'd had a stroke and a few other, you know, ailments that uh, get us as we get up pushing towards our 80s. And uh, so he had a, you know, a full-time uh, caregiver. I mean, he got around and everything, but the stroke uh, gave him some physical limitations in that. But as, as life would have it, he died while in California. And he wanted to be cremated. And so he had documents from Washington um, saying, I want to be cremated and authorized and valid here in the state of Washington. The state of California would not accept Washington's cremation authorization form. So now what do we do? We're sitting there saying, okay, well, he's down in California. He wants to be cremated. You know, $8,000 to transport the body back if we had to fly the body back from California to here. Very expensive. Uh, Coffins Mm -hmm. go first cabin, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And... Uh, so not very practical or pragmatic. And so, you know, we hit the books, of course. And so you go to California in this case and you say, what, what will California accept for cremation authorization? Well, of course, they have their own form. Now, we're not expecting everyone to have forms from all 50 states. That's ridiculous. Please don't overreact and do something like that. Um, but in the 
depths of their statutes, if you will, there is a clause that says a properly appointed agent under a health care power of attorney or a health care directive can authorize the disposition of remains if the power of attorney so grants. So if you have a power of attorney that says my agent may choose the disposition of my remains, then that person can sign on your behalf. So, Ted, can you imagine the uh, conversation when I went to his medical power of attorney, this nice lady, and asked her to authorize his cremation? (laughs) She She was not a family member. But she could see that he had signed a voluntary form, that he wanted to be it um, in that. So anyhow, we were able to accomplish it, but kind of in a backdoor way. Um, There are a number of ways to address these issues. And, of course, things are getting better and changing constantly. And so this transfer back and forth um, is something that's really important. And, you know, everything that we're talking about for the snowbirds, Ted, you know, leaving – all the same stuff applies at the other end of the spectrum for our young people that are heading off to college. Oh, yeah. And they're going across the state. They're going across the country. Maybe they're going around the world. Many children, their first semester or two, you know, if yeah, they're they going to the abroad. big stuff, right. there's a study abroad programs. And uh, I just implore you, parents and grandparents, I implore you to please have basic estate planning documents for your adult children as they venture off to college. Hey, uh, you know, because, you know, these things are so important. Tragedy happens. I know a case of a person who was traveling in uh, Southeast Asia, had a terrible accident out um, surfing, if you will, and ended up in a third world country with a spinal injury, um, taking weeks to get back to the States. His parents weren't able to be contacted for, I think, several weeks while he laid in a hospital. Um, with a hospital that barely had electricity, let's put it that way. And it was pretty outrageous. But um, proper documents and some game plans when people are traveling abroad, and especially if you're traveling in third world countries where the uh, availability of medical services is sparse, to say the least. Um, These are real issues, folks, and they don't mean much to you until they do. And an ounce of prevention, I guess, right? So, folks, we're going to take a uh, quick break, and when we get back, um, more stimulating talk, as they say. And um, hang in there. We'll be right back. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. What happens if I don't use my long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, nobody likes to pay for something they don't use. In the past, if you never used your long-term care insurance, the premiums you paid were simply gone, just like homeowners or car insurance. But you know what? Things have changed. We now have new programs that will pay you back even if you don't use them for long-term care. You can find out about all the new programs, including ones that pay you back at 525longtermcare.com. While you are there, you can send us your question and even sign up for a free class. And don't forget to join us every Saturday morning on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. 
Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up Saturday, November 16th. Seating is limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Classes are free. You'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Go to 525longtermcare.com. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Hey, welcome back to Your Partner in Law. I'm Rick Gregorick, law firm of Gregorick & Associates. You can find us on the web, folks. Real easy. Go to Your Partner in Law. Click on RJG Legal or you go to RJGlegal.com. You go to MyNorthwest.com backslash. We even have a phone number. Thing. We got a phone number. Hey, the office phone yeah. number. Sure. Actually, it's 425-284-3450. We actually answer it. We too. do. Yeah. We have a live person that answers. Yeah, it's how not, about that? It's not a machine. That's rare. Nowadays. You know, it is getting more rare, but... Um, I don't know what it is, Rick, with people just not wanting to talk on the phone anymore. It's like my daughter. I don't think she makes calls to her friends anymore. It's all done with her thumbs, you know, on yeah. this <laughs> on her phone. I don't think they call anymore. I just don't. I don't know what's going to happen. It, it's telephone. very difficult. Uh, I, I've noticed even the young people, if they do break down and actually use the telephone to call you and you don't answer, oh, they yeah. rarely will leave a message. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... Well, you called, you know, could you give me a hint what you might want? Yeah, well. It's that instant gratification thing, right? Yeah, as we digress. Yeah. So, you know, folks, we've been talking about, you know, out-of-state issues when you travel or when you're a um, snowbird or a young college student away. Um, These things are all terribly important. And, um, you know, the young people, and we've talked about this before, but all of the cases that make the news – about end of life. Um, they're all shocking cases. They're all very difficult to look at, to read about. They're troubling. We can all empathize with the parties involved in the families. Of course, we're talking about the Terry Schiavo case most recently. Um, kind of second in this line of cases was one called Ann Cruzan. And then way back in 1976, the first case on um, end of life decision making was Karen Ann Quinlan. Yep. And um, even this many years later, those of us who are old enough certainly remember Karen Ann Quinlan case. It's somewhat of a unique name. And these are the cases that have been kind of pivotal, seminal cases that uh, define, you know, end-of-life decision-making and the documents that are necessary, which are usually referred to as either health care directives, an advanced health care directive, most commonly just called a living will, not a, not a living trust, a living will. Right. And the living will really addresses end-of-life decision-making. Yeah. Do I want to be kept artificially alive, basically? And interestingly enough, all states really are different in this category. They all have different rules and different ways to go about making these kinds of decisions. And pe- most people call this the pull the plug document. I always get a kick when I hear that, but that's what they call it. And and believe it or not, states vary widely in this particular area, uh, which is your end of life. And and uh, there are other other documents that doctors generate that are non-legal documents that are come into play too, like post forms and those types of things that work in this arena as well. Well, you know, Ted, that's a good segue, actually, because, you know, one of the conversations, you know, both of us have with many of our clients is I will make a statement like everyone, everyone that's 18 or older should have a living will. That's the doc- document that speaks to the doctor, says, Doc, 
if I'm in a terminal, irreversible situation and my death is more likely than not, please allow me to die naturally. If I've been put on life support and it's only artificially prolonging the process of my dying, please allow me to die naturally. Now, there's right. a few more words in there and you got to put all kinds of magic words in there. But, you know, folks, it's really important that you understand these documents and 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 better than understanding them is supplementing them. You know, we've got the you know these state statutory language and forms. They don't say much other than they're very cold and you know objective and sterile. And we need to up you know up them for you. Put some personal stuff in there. Demonstrate that you understand what this document means. Yeah. Because that's really the crux of it, right? It, it's the person's understanding of the document that really makes that work, right? It, I mean, it absolutely is, and we really want to make sure. So all of us need this document because it's a what if. What if I can't talk to the doctor? I'm at this end stage of life. Your living will speaks for you. It says, Doc, it's a doctor. It's basically instructions to your doctor. Now, compare and contrast that to what Ted alluded to, the POLST document, that's P-O-L-S-T, which stands for Physician's Order on Life-Sustaining Treatment. Um, There's a sister um, document called a Physician's Order for Scope of Treatment. So one's a POLST, P-O-L-S-T, and one's just a POST. (laughs) But both of these doctors are done in concert with yourself and or your medical surrogate, your medical agent or guardian, whoever that might be, and is then signed by the doctor. This becomes a doctor's order, and those documents may or may not have do not resuscitate orders, or they may have try once or try it only if you find me with a pulse. These are things you're going to go through with your doctor. Right. These are not documents that we draft. So that, there's a big distinction. I've had people come to me before and said, I need a pulse. Well, I can't help you with the pulse. Your right. physician is the only one that can help you. You with have to the be pulse. a licensed doc to do that. Yeah. And uh, so they do that. Now, when you meet with your doctor, um, if you'd like, you know, we do, I do counsel many folks on the form with their doctor, questions to ask, things that it might mean. Um, but it's a terribly important document. Uh, many of you are probably familiar with them, the Pulse documents, the lime green. Bright green, bright, yep. bright lime green, and you know, people put it on the refrigerators near the front door, all kinds of places like that. So um, terribly, terribly important. Um, all of us need a living will, and some of you, or some of us, will need the Pulse document and do not resuscitate orders, but they are not the same. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. One of the biggest mistakes you can make heading into retirement is not planning for the high costs of an extended health care situation. A lot of people assume they have enough money saved only to watch everything they've worked hard for get whittled down to nothing from the ongoing costs of a long-term care situation. Do not make this mistake. By putting a long-term care plan in place, you guarantee yourself a source of funds to pay for care when needed, and you also know you won't become a burden on your family. Do what my wife and I did. Go learn about the all-new long-term care plans offered by 525 Advisors. These new plans protect your savings, protect your family, and pay you back if you never use them. Learn more by attending one of the upcoming classes taught by Brian Ott, who's host of Long-Term Care Radio right here on Cairo. Brian has a long-term care planning class coming up Saturday, November 16th. Seating is limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. It's a free class. You'll get a copy of Brian's book, too. 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? 
None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law. On Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. Hey, that's me. <laughs> no, that's Eric Clapton. Oh. You can't play the guitar. That he part. said Rick Gregorick, that's me, but oh, no, that's you. nobody yeah. plays right. like Eric. My goodness. I mean, come on, Hall of Famer guy. Eric rocks. <sighs> Had the pleasure of seeing him on many occasions. Never disappointed. Really? Never disappoint. Excellent. So, folks, just to kind of put a wrap on today a little bit, we've really been talking about if you're, you know, a snowbird, you leave for an extended period of time, we really should talk to you about how your estate plan is structured to make sure you're going to get the best service in that um, other jurisdiction, that other state, if you will. Um, if you travel a lot, let's make sure that we have some documents put in place and hold it, keep in your wallet that um, – Make sure that your documents are always with you and available, right. and any medical provider can get in touch with the necessary folks, uh, your agents, your doctor, you know, all these kind of yeah. things, and be able to do that timely. I mean, folks, when you're in the emergency room, timely means within the next three minutes, yes. you know, um, we're talking real-time stuff. So this is, um, this is serious stuff, whether it's a, you know, a conk on the head from a car wreck, it's a stroke, it's a heart attack, you know, time is of the essence, and uh, these things really do help, and they really, they do. really do save lives. And I think it's important to mention, too, Rick, that throughout the show, we've primarily focused on these documents that act for you while you're still alive, not necessarily the death documents, and this is the thing that we try to get people to understand, that this portion of your planning is, in my opinion far more important than the death document is, the will or the trust. And so when we talk about those types of documents, there's definitely differences between wills and trusts and how those play out in other states as well. Generally speaking, living trusts will work in any state in the country. Wills may or may not, depending on the type of jurisdiction that you're in and how it was executed. But generally, if a will is properly executed in the state where it was executed, then it will fly in most jurisdictions. You do, however, run into some kind of issues sometimes when you move, for example, from a community property state to a non-community property state, and the planning rules are different in those types of states. And sometimes we do run into that, and and when we have that situation, you're spending an extended period of time in another jurisdiction, generally it's a good idea at least to have the will looked at if that's the way you're planning. Yeah, so, and then we talked earlier also about potential income taxes. Right. Um, in the jurisdiction. So here in Washington, of course, uh, as of today, we do not have an income tax. <laughs> I, I still hear people arguing that a capital gains is not an income tax, but I I just don't understand that. But, um, you know, I, I'm just a creature of the tax code. <laughs> and as a tax person reading the tax code, it, it is. It's either short or long-term income, folks, but it is income tax yep. under definition of taxes. Yep. Um, we can't just change the definition because it's um, – not convenient. Politically convenient yes, or right. politically inconvenient uh, right. on something that we all have to rely upon. And I wish our politicians would understand the turmoil that they put taxpayers in. And I'm talking to both the Republicans and the Democrats here. You're both equally guilty here of this seesaw up and down, back and forth on our tax code, uh, making it very difficult for us mere mortals down here trying to make a living Um get anything done. I mean, if you're changing the rules every three or four years, how do we do long-term strategic planning? That's always a challenge, isn't it? please yeah. listen up. I'd love to talk with any of you about it. Uh, yep. In fact, if anybody you want to come on my radio program and talk to me about why you have the positions you have, and then tell me how you understand that's going to actually impact real people and not just impact the, uh, you know, the headlines and all the splashy news. Um, 
you know, because it's it, it's just it's just a tragedy. You know, we go from you know flip flop flip flop flip flop back and forth between administrations, and they're all guilty. And if we could just pick a common path, yeah. let's just say for the estate tax, let's have a common path, not up and down and over and out. You know, it it just drives people crazy. Yep. And they can't do none. You cannot do good planning, right? Can you imagine Pete Carroll, you know, Seahawks coach? Can you imagine him? He's sitting out there at the beginning of the game, and you've practiced and all this under one set of rules, you know, pass interference rule, maybe. So you practice and practice and practice. Well, then the day of the game, about, oh, midway through the second quarter, they decide to change the rules. And for the rest of the game, you think, oh, well, now we got to do it rule. this way. Yeah. Well, then you get about the middle of the third, and they go, just kidding. We're going to go back to the old <laughs> set of rules. Yeah. You know, now that any of us would look at that and say, well, that's stupid. That's irrational. That, that nobody would do work. that. That's right. But, ladies and gentlemen, this is exactly what our politicians are doing to us back and forth, back and forth, yep. up and down. Pick someplace in the middle of the road, right? Yep. And let's, you know, have something that we can count on. Just some commonality. On. That's that's right. You know, and interestingly enough, when you talk about that, there is there is kind of a movement across the country, Rick, to do what we call these uniform powers acts, right? Like uniform power of attorney and things like that. So there's an attempt at least going on to homogenize, let's say, these various states and their rules into one common group of rules. And that seems to me to make a heck of a lot of sense, although it's not universal by any means. Right? Oh, no. In you know, fact, just, Washington just recently yeah. has started to get on board by incorporating more of what we call the Uniform Code, right. um, Uniform Power of Attorney Act. Our, our new power of attorney is, is uniform. predominantly a uniform power of attorney. There's a few little changes, but not many. Uh, that was a huge improvement for us, and that only happened less than two years ago. Um, right. Folks, if your power of attorney is over a couple of years old, it really sh- probably should be updated. Co- incorporate in the new law. Make sure that it's uh, updated properly, witnessed properly, executed, notarized. Um, go above and beyond on these documents to make sure of their reliability Absolutely. when you need it. Because you're not going to know how you know how effective they are until you, you need, need it. That's right. right, and that's the that's the worst time to find out they don't work. Yes, we don't want to get that call. I'm sorry, this doesn't work. Yeah. And powers of attorney get scrutinized a lot, so we need to make sure that we're looking at those. I was just you know in a little bit of a battle with a large title company on Friday, Ted. They were trying to tell me that a power of attorney couldn't appoint an agent. And I just hate educating people all the time. But anyhow, they finally came around and understood what they were, uh, the heirs of their way. Hey, folks, uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend. We got a Seahawks game tomorrow night. It's a biggie against the 49ers. Go Hawks. We'll be, re- we'll be back next week, folks. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.